a small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to the Christmas special of A Village in Crisis. Me and Lee have taken time out from eating chocolate for breakfast, cold meats for the rest of the day and drinking to excess to bring you this festive bonanza. In fact, Lee is actually back at work dealing with customers clamouring for overpriced olive oil that they simply have to have for New Year's Eve. Merry Christmas, Lee. As a devoutly religious man. How have your celebrations been this year? Uh, we have been um, praying at the altar, the, the altar of Jolly St. Nick, yes. all weekend. Uh, we've been down on our knees, prostate in front of him. Yeah. Uh, it's been fantastic. <laughs> um, I've done a few Christmas quizzes, so I have a question for you about St. Nicholas. In which country okay. was St. Nicholas born? St. Nicholas was born in Germany. It was Turkey. It wasn't. It was Germany. <laughs> it was Turkey. Oh, have you been playing Trivial Pursuit? Turkey no? version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the artists are Turkey. <laughs> Turkey, Turkey, Istanbul, Turkey, Turkey, Besiktas. <laughs> Constantinople. Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, so that's Christmas quiz. So what have you been up to? But um, to how, be fair, actually, Germany... Whoa, 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 back up. Germany isn't a bad answer when you consider the German-Turkish crossover. No, it's not a bad answer. It's just not the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was fine apart from that small little, you know, detail that it was wrong. Yeah. I mean, if you'd said Australia, that's a bad answer. Yeah, we we have a game. Actually, this is a good little uh, follow on from your your quiz thing. Yeah. We and you're probably going to ask me if I've got any good Christmas presents. But mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, we do the Scandinavian Germanic version of celebrating on the 24th, not the 25th. OK. And there were some presents given out on the 24th to... We were at our in-laws and my wife's mum, my mother-in-law, was dishing out presents. And they were, we, we were the most we've been, people-wise, been for Christmas Eve ever. There was right. all kinds of people. People I'd never met before were there. It was that I kind quite like that. I did like it. I was a little bit like, well, hang on, where's this person come from? Who's this? Yeah. What's the relation here? And it was like some random brother-in-law's mother-in-law or some shit. It was, was it a homeless to... person from work. <laughs> that happened before as well. He died a month oh. ago, by the way. Anyway, um, so he wasn't, he wasn't there this year <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> Just prop him up at the end of the table like Weekend at Burnley. What was brilliant was he did look like a homeless Santa Claus <laughs> with like nicotine stains in his beard and everything. Well, RIP to the homeless guy that used to visit. His name was Lassa, by the way. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> um, RIP what, Lassa. 
what happened was um so all these people come in and and obviously sarah's mum my mother-in-law was given a heads up about all these people coming because she bought presents for everybody including these yeah. randoms i'd never met before do you know who didn't get a present the only person who didn't get a present am i looking at them you are <laughs> literally everybody was given a present in in a proper sort of ceremonial way right and everyone was sort of my kids were looking at me laughing and you like, have to sit there of course like i'm an adult it, honestly it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> no, I'm an I, adult, so it's fine i, I, I really played up to it just to cover up the annoyance that i was feeling i was like no no it's fine i don't need anything no, don't worry about me i ain't getting nothing <laughs> Were you then thinking this must just be a wind up and she'll get something out soon and go, oh, we're only joking. Here's something. No, no, no. I know her well enough to know that this was, I'd say this was planned. Yeah. I don't think I'm, <laughs> I get the feeling I'm not well liked. <laughs> In your immediate family? In that little sphere that I happen to have found myself within. But that, that's bad, right? <laughs> I think it's certainly not the Christmas spirit, is it? No, definitely. Like at some point, somebody would have sense checked it, like or, or not, obviously. But she's thinking, "I've got presents for everyone," <laughs> and yeah, the answer. Was and you no, didn't but... even you didn't even cross her mind, did you? That's the no, that's the truth. Basically, that, so I didn't need a present. It was just the fact that I wasn't considered. Um, I don't even know if importance comes into it, but I wasn't Worthy enough. Yeah. We're just considered. How how different then is the Swedish Christmas to an English Christmas? Uh, it's different in the way that it's the same sort of food that we eat at Midsummer and Easter. Okay. So it's pretty, this was the first year that I found myself thinking, this is fucking boring. What, a bit pickled fish, heavy and... I really like the, uh, the the pickled and uh, marinated uh, herring and uh, sardines and whatnot. That I've really really taken to that bit of it. Yeah, but, but, you, but very... you just didn't feel bloated enough. What you do though, this is the thing, right? Usually, there's you're supposed to do something like seven courses, right? But I always start with the pickled fish. And by the time I've had a small little plate, every year I feel like I'm getting older, right? Because every year I take less food on that first plate. And yet I'm like completely sated and ready to just go, no, I don't need any more. Yeah. Um, So I had like herring in mustard, herring in a aquavit and onion uh, marinade. What's an aquavit? Um, like a uh, almost like a vodka. Oh right. That's what Swedes drink over there. So yeah, you have your shot glasses on the table as well. So you're drinking beer, wine, and then there's shot glasses filled with ice cold aquavit or vodka, and then right. you sing songs uh, like that go like Hey Tom to Gubba la 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 like that. Yeah. And then they drink. No, I can sing. It's like with any sort of song. I can drink, sing along to it. <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, there was, then they eat Christmas ham. And 
all the sides are the same that go with the fish. So you've got cold potato, cooked potatoes. It's all a bit dry. Yeah. You know, no gravy. There's no, no gravy. No cranberry sauce, no bread sauce. No. No horse That's Christmas Eve. When Christmas Day then, do you have it at home and then do you take the reins and say, right, I'm doing it my way? Yeah. So what we did was we, uh, so we do that and then around about five o'clock, on Christmas Eve, uh, we went home and then uh, we put on like our less formal clothing. I was yeah. shirt and tied up with a really? swacket on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Mm. And do you know what? You know why? Because every year I don't do that. But yeah. I'm the only one. And then this year I did it <laughs> and I didn't get that fucking memo either. <laughs> Well, you weren't going to get a memo about... I was going to go, Jonas, uh, where's your tie, mate? He went, I'm about to put it on. Two hours later, I was still going, how are you doing with that tie, mate? And he went, I'm going to go put it on. And then when I took my tie off, because I'd had enough, Jonas he decided he was going to sneak off and put his tie on, didn't he? Started you going, are being... Uh, what's it called? Gaslit. They're, yeah. make, they're trying to make you think you're crazy. Yeah, I'm... Um... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not liked in the family, <laughs> Swedish family. But anyway, so we went home, put on the uh, relaxing clothes, mm. and we sat by the Christmas tree, like we do every year. Opened a bottle of champagne, put some snacks out, some foie gras, mm. um, some olives <laughs> from the shop. Yeah. It's a very Italian feel, feel to the to yeah. the Christmas Eve. It's funny that it's almost like you run a delicatessen and had some excess yeah. stock yeah uh so we do that and then we just take it in turns to open presents it took what, about christmas two and a half Eve hours still though yeah or yeah what do you do christmas day well so we take it in turns and this is what i really like the way i think that christmas in england's just fucking bonkers where we have all our presents underneath the tree yeah and then one person, on this case, it was uh, my daughter, Indy, mm. she takes a present one at a time and says, oh, this is for Astrid from Santa Claus or this yeah. is to Lee from Sarah, hands it. And everybody watches that person open that present. Well, that's what we do. Yeah. How long did it take you? A couple of hours. Yeah. OK, good. That's not how it was when I was a kid. But what did you do? Everyone just pile into all their stuff, not looking at other people's and. Yeah. Mm, yeah yeah the present that's the, a bit the bag frantic was, the bad the bag was at the bottom of the uh bed oh right the stocking bag and then it was brought into the parents bedroom yeah and then we said can we open it and they said no it's quarter past four in the morning you can't <laughs> <laughs> i'm still pissed Just leave me alone um so the, yeah long story short so we had lobster yeah. And some other stuff for, for dinner. Oh, and then, this um, is Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. So you've had this herring and stuff for lunch, have you? Yeah. yeah. And then you've come home, had champagne, lobster, and opened your presents. We have lobster after we've opened the presents. Okay. Work so we had dinner. Appetite. Dinner was about quarter past nine, half past nine at night. Okay. The listeners want they want to know. Yeah, of course. And then on Christmas morning. Yeah, uh, I get up and I'm genuinely happy and excited. Right. And then nobody else could give a less of a fuck. Well, they've all opened their presents. Exactly. No, we've What's... held back our presents. We've held oh, back yeah. the English presents and some of the ones from myself. Oh, okay. But, but no one could give less of a fuck. Christmas is over. 
effectively for them. Right. They don't care, even though there are extra presents. It's done. So then my initial excitement and enjoyment is replaced by bitterness, sorrow, and just genuine depression. Um, <laughs> and I just have like a homesickness that is just hits me like a bolt of lightning. I just yeah. want to be with people that understand and love me. Did you um, think, I wish I was with my friend Neil right now. I wish I was with my mum. I want my mum. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just, it's like, you know, when you watch a war film and that person's yeah. dying on the bat, on the, on the, on the <laughs> field of war. Yeah. And they just cry for their mum. I watched Saving Private Ryan recently, actually. Yeah, that is raw, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel on Christmas Day. Anyway, um, then we open the presents around the Christmas tree in the morning with some yeah. like porridge on the go. Um, and then uh, I spend the day making Christmas dinner and then uh, a select few of people that I have to invite come round uh, in-laws for about right. five, four or five o'clock and then we have dinner around six. And that is turkey, roast potatoes, Brussels sprouts with pancetta, mm. gravy that I made a week in advance, um, Yorkshire puddings, parsnips, uh, carrots glazed in honey and uh, clementines. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? Stuffing, of course. Yeah. Horseradish sauce, uh, horseradish cream. Horseradish with turkey. Uh, yeah, well, I'll make, make, make it a little bit sweeter, you see. Oh, right, okay. So, um, so that's that's just sort of Christmas, and then everyone leaves around sort of 10, 10.30. And then I'm always trying to get stuff. like some uh, games going, some parlor games, but yeah. that just gets shut down by my wife early doors. That's a shame. Games are a big part of Christmas. Yeah, I know. I want to, even if it's just a quiz or something. Yeah. But uh, nah, don't get any of that. So mm. that's that. Happy Christmas. Thanks. Did you get any good <laughs> presents this year, Neil? Uh, yeah, I got a new pair of trainers and some Nike Airs. Classic Nike Airs. Lovely. Um, got some new jeans. Yeah. Aftershave. That kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> Levi's. Oh. Splashed out. Splashed yeah. out. Well, I haven't splashed out. Some. My mum splashed out. I'm going to give you. Uh, what? What did you say? Aftershave. Yeah, a little um, kind of taster like. Little tester set, basically. Taste yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's alcohol, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a bit alcoholic. Yeah, Versace. Uh, what was it in there? Jupe? No, it's all Versace. Cool water, oh, Davidoff. You know what? I'd wear all of those again in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I used to get those little kits, right? And I would, I would put, I would always save the best one to last. Right. And I would always uh, try and use as much as I could in the beginning yeah. to get through it. I don't know why I didn't just pick the one I really wanted to wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just have that. Well, I I didn't know. I got to the point, I thought, I've had this diesel aftershave the last two times I've had aftershave. I thought, I want to try something a bit different. So going to go through this range. I looked at some Tom Ford. Uh, but it's really expensive. Well, they didn't have the price on it, and I thought I can't afford it if you haven't got the price on it. I I am going to give you the best, and the viewers here, this, the listeners. Yeah. This is easily the best um, tip, 
whatever, whatever you want to call it. It's the best thing you're going to hear, right? Can I guess? Can I guess what your tip's going to be? Go on. Or shall I write it down? No, why don't you just let me say it and then write okay, it down, hold it. it up afterwards. Okay. I have Tom Ford's fucking fabulous aftershave. Right. Oh, do you? Okay. 30 milliliters, small bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 150 quid. Fucking hell. No wonder they didn't put the price on it. Yeah. About 150 quid. Yeah. I love it. I've body spray, 80 quid. Right. They don't do a body wash, but if they did, I'd buy it. Even if it was 300 quid. I love it. When people right. say, what is that? I also get to say, Tom Ford, fucking fabulous. Like that. Yeah. And swear. Right. Yeah. Now, I something popped up in my feed called the Essence Vault. Oh. Okay. Right, and I'm doing I didn't know where you were going with this then, so I'm now making right. notes on uh, on the advice, like our listeners should be doing. Yeah. The they really, vault. they really, really should. They really, really should. Okay. And the Essence Vault, very skeptical. Uh, perfumes and aftershaves inspired by, right? Yeah. And Not one of them was fucking fabulous. Right. I thought, do you know what? Going to give it a go. 20 quid for the same size bottle. Smells exactly the same. Just hasn't got the longevity, do you reckon? No, no, no. It comes in the intense range. Right. But it has the longevity. It sits longer than the Tom Ford one. I have both. I know what I'm talking about. I will never buy Tom Ford again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that must be good because for you not to go for the label, because you're quite superficial. And for you, (laughs) you still tell people it's Tom Ford, don't you? No, I, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well there's no point me going oh it's the essence vault 216 yeah but i will never buy tom ford again like literally you're like as we all know anyway but you're paying for the bottling yeah the packaging yeah game changer for me well that is a good bit of advice i have made a note of that um, and I also ordered uh, at the same time uh, for my summer smell. Yeah. Fucking fabulous is my autumn winter smell. Okay. For spring, summer. I don't know if you've heard of a brand called Byredo. I haven't. It's Swedish. Um, and you should look it up. You'll find it at all airports. But right. it's amazing. And I bought one called Gypsy Water, <laughs> which I've had before. But I bought the in uh, essence vault equivalent of it. Smells right. exactly the same. Also in the intense range. I've tried it. It sits all day. Somebody came into the shop the other day and went, it smells lovely in here. What is that? And I went, it's me. No better feeling. Yeah. The only thing that can top that is people saying, you look amazing. Have you lost weight? Yeah. And that ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't happening no time soon. When... Although... Oh, go on. You know, just quickly, because I know yeah. I'm babbling now. But I, haven't spoken no, I'm... To I haven't spoken to anyone I like in, <laughs> or likes me in a few days. Um, but, um, I don't know how it came about, but my oldest daughter, Elise, she yeah. had... We've, we're, we've got a four-day... Um, bet going challenge, yeah. That we can't 
get through four days with only eating one bowl of porridge a day. Right. You can o- you can only have one bowl of porridge. Okay. Um, you can have it whenever you want through the day. It's currently twelve twenty four in Sweden. I've had nothing but a cup cup of black coffee all day. Okay. Yeah. Tactically, when do you go for your porridge? Well, I'm going to the gym at four o'clock when I shut the shop, so that's going to be a struggle. I'm yeah. going to have my porridge at dinner time with everyone else. Right. And I imagine Elise has probably had her porridge this morning. I'd imagine she's had plenty of other stuff as well. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're yeah. in a competition with someone who 100% is not playing by the rules. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> she went out here on, on Christmas Day for a quiet one because she's 18 now. So she came back at 4.30 in the morning. On Christmas Day? christmas day well that would be boxing day morning but yeah oh yeah the surprise is well that that really shows that christmas eve is the big deal doesn't it because you wouldn't get anything open on christmas day over here oh christmas day is a big day for going out over here oh right yeah big big whereas christmas eve is the big session over here yeah when you're younger uh, better than new year's i reckon christmas eve when you were younger i I don't miss i don't miss going out on christmas eve don't you waking up hungover on christmas day now we went for a nice walk went around to friends first had bacon and sausage sarnies and went for a nice five mile walk stopped in at the pub halfway on the walk then went back to another friends who laid on a nice little buffet a few beers home for about half eight nine ish perfect christmas eve yeah that sounds lovely i'd do that Every day of the week. The only downside was then I had to wrap Sally's presents because, of course, I'd left it till the last minute. <laughs> There's nothing worse <laughs> or more boring than wrapping yeah. presents. I was doing it in our washroom, right, uh, in the house. And because everybody was milling around, I was like, oh, I just want to get this done. And I, this is the only place with like a, a bench high enough for my back not to. Yeah, that my back was bench. fucking killing. But I tell you what, I kept having to dash out every half an hour, like pouring sweat. It was like a fucking sauna <laughs> in there. right next to the boiler as well, you know. My dad gave uh, best present. My dad bought us football tickets and flights for me and the girls to see Tottenham versus Crystal Palace on the 2nd of March. Oh, that'd be good. So if he can stay alive long enough, we'll all be going to that. Stay with us, Mick. Stay with us, Michael. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was nice. That's gonna be really that's gonna be uh, a really me, my dad, and the girls, three generations of Spurs fans. Oh, that'd be time. lovely. Yeah. That'd be nice. Hopefully you win. Yeah. Do you wanna know what's been going on round here in the village? Yeah, I do. I thought you'd want a, a Lottie update to start with. Lottie the less, but I know that you <laughs> <laughs> well i think the listeners will be invested has there been a christmas miracle carl katzpotter yeah. carl has... katzpotter yeah hello everyone i saw this post and i think there's someone on here who's lost their cat not sure if it's helping and then the post is cut and paste is very friendly and thin cat has found us does anyone recognize it it's currently still in the garden but fed now Definitely someone is missing it. 
I'll try and catch it, but it's very scared too. Please share. And they are about about six miles away. These people have posted. That's a long way. Fucking long way. You know what? Most people probably go, oh, six miles. That's just around the corner. It's not. Six miles is long. Yeah. It's a 20 minute drive. Yeah. Well, I walked five miles on Christmas Eve. And by the end of it, my hip flexors were fucked because I'm so unfit and unsupple. I doubt the cat would go. I love, you, I love the way that you've called yourself unsupple. Yeah. It's such a nasty sexual undertone to that. <laughs> Only if you make it. If you make one. Well, that's why I'm not very flexible, but you've gone unsupple. Unsupple. Mm. Anyway, Moira Missing Cat. So that was a post. And then there's another post from Moira Missing Cat. Hope everyone had a good Christmas. There was a lot of excitement yesterday when a lost kitty was posted on the Lost and Found Pets in Cambridge site. Just wanted to update that this was not Lottie. Oh, no. But still great as another lost cat was reunited with her family. That was written through gritted teeth, wasn't it? Yeah. Thank you for remaining so vigilant and thinking of Lottie. Best wishes. I must say, I, I think Lottie's owner is handling themselves with a certain poise though they, they haven't got hysterical they're always happy with other, for other people when they've lost their cats they're thank they i'm not kidding there's fucking tens of people out in the village looking for this cat i feel like they should be going through dustbins <laughs> looking for it do you remember that story years ago about uh is it in Birmingham or Manchester where there's it's the streets called uh, referred to as Curry Mile? Uh, that's Birmingham, isn't it? Well, that's why I asked. I wasn't sure. Yeah, but either way, I thought it was Manchester. But anyway. Oh, oh uh, might be Leeds. Might, might be Leeds. All right. Well, anyway. I'll look at um, uh, Yeah. Yeah. On, if you're not aware, the, the the street in one of these cities called referred to as Curry Mile because there are so many uh, Indian takeaway restaurants. Yeah. And in one of the dustbins on the street, uh, a bag of cat heads was found. No bodies. Oh. Cat heads. So obviously that led everyone to wonder where the bodies had gone. Manchester comes up yeah. as Manchester. But then, funnily enough, then it comes up as Birmingham as well. But I think Manchester is the... Uh, yeah. But where would you suggest those cat bodies have gone, Neil? Yeah. Maybe someone just found a bag of cat heads and put it in the dustbin. Yeah. Well, where do you think the bodies have gone? If I, think it's... I, I, I think they're in the curry, aren't they? They're in a curry somewhere on that street, aren't they? How suspicious! That's done nothing for business on that street, has it? No, no. For How any suspicious of, of you are when you see on the menu meat curry, meat. <laughs> I'm not ordering it, but <laughs> meat I'm, uh, curry. I'm sure there's something like I'd I if I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt, meat curry. I would suggest that there's like they don't want to write goat. Yeah, that's where I'm going with this. I went to a wedding reception once. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the ceremony was in a um, what do you call it? I don't um, know. What do you call it? Registry office. Okay. So it was a a, a quick uh, job for the for the happy couple so, and yeah. parents. I think that was it. And then everyone was back to their place. Nice big house. And the food that was laid on, uh, our friend is from Zimbabwe. The food yeah. that was laid on in the kitchen was a goat. And it was a whole goat roasted. Right. And it was laid out on the kitchen counter, basically. And there was, a, there was, there was, there was two sections of people. <laughs> One section of people that were very comfortable eating goat and knew yeah. exactly where to go for the best bits and what to do with them. Yeah. And it was a flurry of excitement and activity. And there was another larger portion of white people <laughs> who had no idea what to do. Yeah, who generally didn't eat goat. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't Where did any. you fall? I didn't have any. Didn't you? No. Got another Christmas story for you. Uh, Emily yeah. Entrepreneur. Christmas bouquet and centrepieces, custom made to your choice of flowers. £10 deposit, £15-25, depending on choice of flowers and size. Although, as it's Christmas, I want everyone to be able to afford, so I'm more than happy to come up with another price just for you. Vase not included. All greenery and flowers are real, so unfortunately they won't live forever. And then she's got a, a few pictures of these kind of wreath things and, you know, the kind of things you'd have around candles and stuff like that. Mm. They all look quite nice. And I happen to know that Emily Entrepreneur is a 16-year-old kid, so hats off to this person for trying to earn a, earn a bit of money earn a bit of coin so i yeah sorry you yeah, go on. On that? Yeah. i was just gonna say i think that we should just as a little sidebar for every episode we do and record now yeah just give props to emily entrepreneur and push her business help help elevate it yeah if she's doing stuff I mean, there's no point mentioning her if she's not active. But if she's out there, let's push the business. Yeah, because I remember being at school, uh, I'd say sort of secondary school, early years, year seven. And I was doing stuff and the teachers got me shut down big time. And when I say stuff, I was buying like homework diaries. I don't know if you had that at school. Yeah, yeah. And I was covering books. So people would say that, yeah, I want like, a picture of Alf on my, you know, chemistry book. Yeah. So I'd get a poster of Alf. I'd uh, cover it, whatever. Yeah, cover it and then laminate it, and then I would. Uh, it would cost them a couple of quid. That's, and then, uh, that's entrepreneurial. Yeah, and do you think anybody? Uh, the only person that actually gave me any props and helped me was my mum. Yeah. Everybody in the school just. They, all the teachers just shut it. Who's doing this? As soon as my name got mentioned, bang, shut down. You're not allowed to do this. And then, of course, they went out and said, you're not allowed to cover your books. Yeah, and that's the business. Some of the school bullies right. obviously wanted their money back because they yeah. had to tear off the house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just find that so typical of English schools. Well, my son at the moment is he's seems to have picked up a bit of an entrepreneurial fair. he is buying and selling who um seth is he's buying oh, and okay. selling yeah he's he's a reseller um right, what's he buying and selling well he's bought a pair of uggs for 120 quid that he's selling for 175 
He's bought the, the other day. This bloody Hot Wheels kind of matchbox car thing oh, turned up. Oh, I bet they're popular. He's made 100% profit on that. 35 quid on that. He bought them for 35 and sold them for 70. Yeah. Jesus. He's buying and selling all sorts of bits and bobs. It started Where off. He was buying, buying um, all over the place. He's joined some kind of Reddit group that that you have to pay a subscription to be in but then you get tips on where selling stuff that's sought after and it's undervalued and stuff and then you buy it and you just vlog it on ebay or vintage and stuff but it started off it started off buying like air force ones off vintage yeah painting them up and selling them on he's been painting them up yeah you know with trainer paint cleaning yeah, them yeah. up selling them on Cool. He's making good money on that as well. So yeah, right. You want to support encourage. the entrepreneurs, don't you? Encourage. Yeah. Anyway, gender no, school shit. Yeah, yeah. And school isn't for everyone, is it? So if you've no. got a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit about you, go for it. Anyway, Glenda Ghoster comes in. Lots of people are saying, oh, they look gorgeous, they're beautiful. Glenda Ghoster, they are absolutely gorgeous. Would love two small ones for my grandparents' grave. So Emily Entrepreneur says, I'll send you a message now. And that's the end of that thread. Fast forward a week and a half. Another post from Emily Entrepreneur. Disappointed to have made these as a request to then be ignored and blocked when I said they were ready to be collected. Um, And she's got a picture of the two little bouquets that she's made look very nice. But she's also got a screenshot of the conversation with Glenda. So she's messaged Glenda and said, hi, Glenda, when would you like these ready for? And Glenda said, I usually go to the graves at Christmas Day and have a coffee on the bench. Uh, I'm in the village on Christmas Eve. So she said, OK, I can get them ready for you then if that works for you. To which Glenda says, yes, that would be lovely. Um, and Emily Entrepreneur says, OK, I'll message you when I get started. And Glenda says, thank you so much. So there's not much room for interpretation in that conversation, is there? I don't think. No, the only thing you can say is there's a transaction that's been had in good faith. Yeah. She's not asked for a deposit. Yeah. She's not trying to scare anyone away. She's assuming that a woman has ordered two reefs for her, was it grandmother or mother? Yeah, grandparents' grave. Grandparents' grave is going to come through with the fucking what is it 20 30 quid or whatever it's going yeah. to cost yeah yeah but we um, know where this is going so the first uh, the first comment uh, on this after emily has said that she's disappointed um sue shame has come on and just tagged glenda ghoster <laughs> in the post which i <laughs> name which and I shame like. No, well, Fiona Funny comes in with five laughing emojis in response to that. And Sue Shamer says, you've got a name and shame. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought would be... My new favourite person on Facebook right now. <laughs> I thought would be right up your street. Yeah, she's my new favourite person on Facebook right now. Do you remember when we were travelling around Europe in that people carrier? Um, yeah. And if anyone cut us up, you would always go full aggressive bird at them and you'd scream at me, you've got to let them know, you've got to fucking let them know. (laughs) (laughs) I 
do remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I thought when she said, you got a name and shame, I thought, yeah, I know someone who's going to be totally on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Fiona Friend comes in. Typical. She was a good friend of mine and did exactly the same to me. It's frustrating when we have small businesses and people do this. Ooh, this woman's got history. Yeah. Doing it to a friend. Yeah. Hang on, there was a past tense there, though, wasn't it? She yeah. was a friend. She was a good friend of mine and did exactly the same to me. I'm trying to think if anything like that's ever happened to me, where someone's... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, interestingly, I recognised the name of this person, Glenda Ghoster. Yeah. I mentioned it to my wife. I said, you recognise this name? And she said, yeah, there's a there's a site, another site in the village, a freebie site. So if you've got stuff that you don't use anymore, you put it on there. And if someone someone says, oh, yeah, I'll have that, please. And they, they come just come and, yeah, come and pick it up. But really good site. We recently got rid of loads of toys and stuff on there. Um, but a few years ago, we had something on there. And if, if someone comes on first and says, yeah, I'll have it, that means then other people think, Oh, well, that's gone. And this person said she was going to have something off us and didn't come and collect it. Isn't that fucking weird? That's free of charge as well. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to get my head around, like, get get the psychology of it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Do they just like... Is that someone that just wants the profile of commenting on social media i wonder if it's just somebody that just has to want to buy and have stuff but then that's the buzz that you know when you like shop you get a buzz from it you know it's been documented but like also sort of like handing over money is is sort of kind of like a painful experience right so she's getting the endorphins from the transact from from the, the agreement, initial, but then doesn't the want the agreement, but doesn't want the pain of paying. That's why, like now, like the big drive is to get rid of have cashless societies because it's been scientifically proven that handing over cash money creates more pain for you than, say, putting it on a credit card. Well, on that, I went into Starbucks in town the other day. I was doing a bit of last minute shopping, yeah, and I wanted to break a 20 because when I parked at the car park there was a homeless guy by the ticket machine I thought well when I go back I'll give him some cash but I don't want to give him 20 quid so I went into Starbucks wanted to break a 20 so I just got myself a flat white they don't take cash I thought that is absolutely outrageous I'd say there are less than one in ten places in Stockholm that take cash now not fair it's not fair on the poor poor people are more likely to have cash than card yeah because they're not paying tax yeah yeah well it's not fair on society then is it <laughs> i'll anyway, tell you a funny story when anyway, I, um, I ended up well wait because it's a homeless man story well yeah i'll just finish my story quickly on the homeless man I ended, oh, up breaking okay, it, I ended up breaking it somewhere else, but I did give him £10. I gave him a £10 note because it was Christmas and he looked totally fucked. And I knew that in the future I was going to come on and make jokes about another homeless man dying three weeks before Christmas. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, 
I worked at this hotel, right? You'd been there when I first moved right. to Sweden, the Lidmar Hotel. Yeah. And very nice. For Christmas, we were given like these uh sort of insulated padded jackets and vests. And we got a half bottle of red wine and yeah. bottle openers, wine openers. Um and we also got all these around the same time we got all these uh vans uh, trainers that we were supposed to work in but they're so uncomfortable so when we'd gone there for like the the present giving you know eggnog drinking sort of staff party gathering it was about six or seven of us we were going on to another bar and we had our bags of like and and the the jackets and the tops were merched up so they had branding a lid my hotel on them right and there was always a little collection of homeless people around the corner from the hotel in the park so we stopped by there and we gave them all this warm gear new trainers <laughs> <laughs> the small bottles of wine i mean we were after new year's we were all called into a meeting <laughs> by the management <laughs> to ask why we would branded up the homeless crowd just around the corner <laughs> from the hotel <laughs> Where does this five star hotel? There, there were five or six homeless people all wearing Lidmar branded jackets and new van trainers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I that is brilliant, though. Uh, that's actually a good, I reckon that's a good look for the hotel. I don't know if they thought so. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was very funny seeing it. Harry Hindsight ends this thread anyway. Selling is difficult. Be sure to get an explicit explicit agreement on what and when is required before investing a lot of materials and time. Fuck off, Harry. Fucking kid trying to make a bit of money. (laughs) Fucking wanker. I bet that guy's (laughs) never had an entrepreneurial (laughs) act in his life. No. No. Probably works as an accountant, the dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. That is not a risk taker, is it? No. No. Anyway. So you think that's the end of it, but no, another post comes in. It's from Glenda Ghoster and she's put a big red background and then thick white text on it. I'd rather not be named and shamed on this group, thanks. I tried contacting the woman that was sending the flowers, but got no response. Liar. Well, Melinda Mum comes in. She's actually a 16-year-old girl who attempted to contact you a number of times. You should have just let her know if you no longer wanted to make them. Perfectly reasonable. Yeah. And then uh, Sue Shamer comes back in and she says, "Uh, Hey, Glenda, looks like it was her who did the contacting and put the screenshot on again of that conversation um, that that they had. Uh, And then Glenda... Uh, stops commenting on the post, bans all comments on the post. She, uh, she's she got problems. She's fucking mental, I'd wager. I'd imagine she's the sort of person that when, uh, uh, in a few years' time, when there's a really nasty smell reported to the council, the police, by the neighbours, yeah. and they break into the house of Glenda Ghoster, mm. they'll find thousands of small packages wrapped up in newspaper of glenda's feces <laughs> and lottie the cat lottie the cat or the skeleton of lottie the cat strung up sort of eagle 
Yeah. It's spread. Yeah, like, yeah, like loads of bits of string pulling it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, final post for the Christmas roundup. It comes from Gary Gammon. Now the woke brigade want to fuck with our Christmas carols because they are not inclusive enough. There's nothing sacred to these imbeciles, but still not including black, Asian, Buddhist, Islamic, etc. So first of all, he's having a go at the woke. The woke, I mean, a fucking knob. So he's having a go at the woke brigade. Um and then says, and they're still not including black, Asian, Buddhist, Islamic, etc. Which if someone else said, he would say, that's a bit woke. <laughs> I mean, let's just get it out there. What is woke? It's just somebody that uh, is tolerant of, not Other even people. tolerant. Tolerant yeah. is just a bad word to use yeah. as well. Just A decent person? Uh, it's just somebody that is under, uh, more understanding. Do you want to hear the Christmas carol that he's raging about? Is it a uh, little donkey? No. So it's God, yes, God rest you merry gentlemen. Okay. Mm. Um, so the original verse is God rest you merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ will bring love's light to dawn of Christmas day to lead us all from war and sin when we have gone astray. And the example he's seen from the woke brigade who want to fuck with the Christmas carols yeah. um, is God read God rest you also women who who by men have been erased through history ignored and scorned defiled and displaced remember that your stories too are held within God's grace and this has got him fucking raging what's his issue with it well there's another verse that's being changed the other verse was, God, rest your mind, O humankind, let strife and conflict cease. Remember, love is active here and only to increase, to carry us to wellsprings of God's joyous hope and peace. And that's been changed too. And this, you can imagine him reading this and his fucking head getting scarlet and steam coming out of his ears. <laughs> this has been changed too. God, rest you queer and questioning, your anxious hearts be still. Believe that you are deeply known and part of God's goodwill for all to live as one in peace, the global dream fulfilled. And uh, yeah, I can imagine that's got him riled up. Yeah. So Walter Windup has said, who are all these people you refer to? And then he's put the article. It was in uh, the Telegraph. And it's Christmas Carol rewritten to be more inclusive pushes woke unbiblical agenda may i say mm. i'm with him though i mean it's not going to get my knickers in a twist like it, it does him but i am with him i don't understand like just make a new song if you want to sing about like queers and and whatever being and women being more included and and whatever the actual societal issues we have at the moment write a song about it come up with a new carol like yeah and also fine change the words on that carol if you want but leave the carol alone well this is a church that's done this it's all saints and holy trinity in loughborough mm. 
Okay, well, they're so desperate, aren't they? Because people couldn't give a shit about the church anymore, really. No one's going into the church. But it no, made me think. It made me think of a story that I read recently. You know, Shane McGowan died recently. Yeah, yeah. And Lawrence Fox, like chief arsehole. Um, you know, the the words were changed. Well, what Lawrence Fox wrote. Here we go again. The cultural commissars at the BBC are telling you what is and isn't appropriate for your ignorant little ears. Wouldn't it be nice if we sent the proper version to the top of the charts? Hashtag defund the BBC. And that was about the BBC changing the lyrics of Fairy Tale of New York um, because they said, you scumbag, you faggot. In And... Um, Shane yeah. McGowan had responded to Lawrence Fox and said, fuck off, you heron volk shite. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. I love the fact that that is absolutely brilliant. That yeah. You're using that as your platform to push your, yeah. your hate. And the person who wrote this song has come on and said, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no problem with it. You can fucking dodge yeah, it. He's a, a horrible, time. hateful person. Him and put Piers Morgan. Yeah. Are fucking should be strung up and killed. Yeah. Because they're what horrible, they're doing horrible, as well, horrible they're, so, they're so desperate for the attention, so desperate to keep getting the publicity. Yeah. They're saying things that they like. They don't believe half the shit they say, but they just know it's contentious. Like that horrible. Who's that fucking horrible woman who was on The Apprentice once, and then she's gone on to be like chief. Bitch. No. <laughs> uh, she got blonde hair. Katie Hopkins. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolute bell end. Anyway. Bitch. In response to you saying. Why don't they write something else? In comes Nick Knowledge. He said, it looks all right to me. In the 1800s, verses were left out of hymns if they didn't suit the church rulers of the day or their establishment mates who wanted them banned or sanitised. Some of those verses haven't yet been re-included. Then again, some new verses get added and become classics. Maybe these are um, just two of the lucky ones that were discovered and put back. Um, he said, anyway, Jesus was woke, wasn't he? All that caring about the poor and marginalised, refugee as well, I think. But what he's saying is when you say, well, just leave it, just leave it as it was. These songs have never just been left as they were. Uh, I stand corrected. Yeah, they've evolved over time. I think that's the difference. Like if I just sort of from what we've just heard now, that's the difference yeah. between, say, myself and the person that's getting is real getting a, having a real gripe about it is that i yeah. hear that and go oh never oh, knew I didn't that, know that. interesting yeah. okay. i had the cool. i had the benefit of being able to read ahead and knowing what route you'd go down which was lovely <laughs> <laughs> no but i i've no problem again I, I i don't mind being educated on these things like I, why would i have a knowledge about the verses of yeah because uh, because really Really, who gives a shit? No, you're only going to hear them like <laughs> this time of the year anyway. Well, people have gone on there to say, and I won't read all these comments because the guy's a dickhead. Um, but 
someone's gone on there to say if you prefer the old version when you sing it sing the old version yeah no one's around don't go to that church in Loughborough and sing the new version no or go to that church in Loughborough and sing the old version yeah if you feel that strongly about it yeah just do a protest it's like when I was at secondary school we got told that when we sung we wish you a happy Christmas we weren't supposed to go wish you a happy Christmas so every time <laughs> I thought well I don't agree with that <laughs> I'm going full I was just wish. thinking about that the other day I, I do miss I mean at Christmas that was what was really co- like there was a lot more I guess I I guess it's like just growing up and being an adult but when you were a kid it was pretty sort of magical all the fluff and uh, yeah everything that went with it ceremony that surrounded christmas there was carol singing there was the nativity play at school i think it's all got a bit watered down now i, I don't know you tell me no, uh, they, they, no they, they still do certainly at primary schools they still do the nativities and everything but it's doesn't it feel happen. like that? Uh, what I'm trying to ask, I guess, is is it just because you were a kid, it felt so much more than or, or has yeah, it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like kids now are still fully in. And even, you know, those kids that get to 10 or 11 or 9, 10, 11 and have wised up and someone said, you know, Father Christmas doesn't exist. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You question them on Christmas Eve. I was talking about this the other day. It's like saying to someone on their deathbed, do you believe in God? And they'll go, yeah, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you're saying on Christmas Eve when they're like, tomorrow it's fucking, we're all in. Yeah, we're all in tomorrow. Do you believe in Father Christmas? Fuck yeah. Yeah, You won't get me saying no. No, I know it's mum and dad. Are you sure though? Are you really sure? Uh, you know what? I don't want to leave anything to chance. Yeah, yeah I'm not leaving anything to chance. <laughs> I want all bases covered on this one. Well, I reckon I could reckon you could ask a kid up to the age of 18 on Christmas <laughs> Eve. <laughs> like, are you 100% sure that there's no Father Christmas? And they'd go, 99. <laughs> Did you leave anything out for Father Christmas this year? Yeah, yeah, carrot, bourbon biscuit, and a glass of Bailey's. <laughs> Fucking carrot, <laughs> bourbon biscuit, and a glass of Bailey's. What a combo! <laughs> well, the carrot I mean, was bourbon a biscuit, and the Bailey's work. Yeah, but throwing the carrot in there it just makes that's it all. Re- that's for Rudolph. Or... Oh, bugger off! <laughs> we left out. Uh, some biscuits, like biscuits, <laughs> a live herring. <laughs> <laughs> it was dead by the morning. <laughs> Father Christmas, he should have come to us first to save the herring. <laughs> um, an orange, which, and a glass of milk, which I thought hold would on, have been really. Hold on. Yeah. Mine's yeah. random. Oh. You've left out ginger biscuits, an orange, and a glass of milk. <laughs> yeah. None of which go together. They're all pretty Christmassy. Milk. For Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also thought that it would be in I'd like just before I went to bed, 
I like brushed my teeth, did my floss in, all that business. And then as I'm walking through the living room to go upstairs, there's the plate that's been left out with a little mm. note saying, oh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Father Christmas, uh, Rudolph, whatever. And I see the orange and I thought, this would be funny. And I took a big bite out of it. Right. <laughs> Sweet and bitter. <laughs> what, skin? And then... You I went the through skin. the skin. Yeah, I didn't peel it or anything. I just bit into it. You know. I just thought, like, just let the kids think that Father Christmas is a nutter. But they, they went, how did that taste, Dad? And they came down in the morning. That was their response to that. <laughs> I'll tell you how it tasted. It tasted like I needed to brush my teeth and floss again. Oh, yeah. Disappointing. Disappointing yeah. to do that after you've flossed. Yeah. But, you know, I'll do anything for my kids. Yeah. <laughs> and if it means eating an orange totally unnecessarily, like an animal, I'm going to do I'll, that. I'll step up, yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's that's the Christmas special, listeners. I hope you enjoyed it. I, th- I hope you, you know, this is that kind of lull between Christmas and New Year, and I hope we've just picked you up. Pick your spirits up a little bit. Got you going yeah. again. Is there anything that, talking about getting you going again and whatnot, this sort of bridge between Christmas and New Year's, mm. uh, is there anything that's on your, like, that's keeping you going along this time? Well, that's, I'm going to go for, go? like, another Christmas day thing now when we finish this i'm going to my sister-in-law's and we're going to do like christmas day again um there so i'm in five or six hours i'm going to be bloated and just sitting around the table wondering if it's when is it okay to fart in front of other people you know that kind <laughs> of thing um are you is anyone driving or are you we'll stand the night stand the night oh, clever lovely um and Any then after that yeah, Sorry. going around to mates. But I've also I've got a, a wedding reception to go to on the 30th. So it's quite a busy little spell. Okay. How about you? Got any plans? Um I'm I've picked up a couple of shifts in the restaurant I'm gonna be working yeah. day after tomorrow and Saturday. And then we're going over to um the in laws, Sarah's sister. Oh, um, not the mother. Who hates you? Uh, she hates me. Um, for dinner, and we're going to stay over this year. Usually, what we, is that? New like, Year's? Yeah, New Year's. Yeah. Usually we go over, and I've really enjoyed this. <laughs> we'd go over there, have mm-hmm. dinner, drinks and whatnot, and then we'd get a taxi back about eleven o'clock. Oh right, so you wouldn't be there it's, for New Year's. It's like half the price of after midnight. And they've had you down as. A half price taxi person. No, well, it's not really so much about that. It's more to do with the fact that we got home around 11.15, 11.30. Yeah. Everyone in the street would go out from their houses with a bottle of champagne, uh. pop it, drink, and then, you know, watch the fireworks go off, light some sparklers. But I'd be in bed by 12.30 and asleep. And that was just the really... I've done my I've done my party. I've done enough partying. Yeah. I don't really care about New Year's Eve. For me, people who get excited about New Year's Eve are people that haven't really are not really big going out people. Yeah, I know what you mean. Especially if like, Eve... coming from the restaurant business. 
you know, we we look down on people who go out on those sort of dates. There's too much pressure. People put too much pressure on themselves to have fun on New Year's Eve. And as a result, if you're doing something, like I'm, I'm going around to mates, there's a few mates going around there. It'll be nice because we'll just sit around and have dinner. And we would have done that another weekend anyway and had a good laugh. Exactly. This is the same for us as well. The only difference is there are four, four adults involved in this dinner and we've decided to make four smaller courses for dinner. Right. Oh, everyone's doing a... That's yeah. nice. Yeah. So I went and bought a real nice piece of meat today because I'm going to be doing a um, sort of braised steak. I'm going to marinate this steak in red wine for 24 hours. Right. And I'm gonna, then I'm going to cook it with a carrot puree and some shallots. Are you going to use any nice olive oil in this process? No. Any pistachio cream? No. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to use anything else from Fred's delicatessen uh on this occasion probably not no so right i better go because i've got to go basically okay I, I've, now. You know, I've held off i've delayed going because i wanted to speak to you and i wanted to get this christmas special out but now i've done it's both done. Yeah. so i've got to go you have a That's great day I'm, yeah I'm going to play Hero Awards online. Okay. Um, Tottenham are playing today, are they? Tomorrow evening. Tomorrow. Okay. Who against? Brighton away. Mm. Nah, not the the tricky fixture it was half a year ago, is my Mm. opinion. True. Anyway, on that note, (laughs) on that riveting football chat, goodbye, listeners. Goodbye, listeners. And goodbye, Neil. Yeah, goodbye, 2023. Yeah, goodbye, goodbye and fuck off 2023. Come on, 2024. Yeah, we'll be back in the We all know year. all your problems are over as soon as you wake up on Chris on New Year's Day. Yeah, apart from the headache. Yeah, oh, that's a terrible one as well. Yeah, 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 that's bad. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And... Tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.